the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And so, according to some historians, many Roman officials began their day very early in the morning, and they finished their labors by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. A four- or five-hour day might lead some to conclude that government employees haven't changed much in 2,000 years. Hmm, my apologies if you're a government employee and you definitely don't fit into that category. I'm Mike Trout. This is Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, right here in the Bay Area. And the senior pastor is Leighton Sheely, and he's continuing in the book of John today. Grab your Bible if you can. Turn to the fourth book in the New Testament and the 18th chapter as we start with a bit of a review. When we met last, we looked at uh, verses 12 through 27 of chapter 18 that describes the scenes of Jesus before Annas and Peter warming himself in the courtyard. These scenes were interwoven to contrast the faithfulness of Jesus with the unfaithfulness of Peter. In verse 24, we find Annas then sent him to bound to Caiaphas, the high priest, and only four verses later, in verse 28, it says, then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. So whatever happened... In uh, the presence of Caiaphas is not recorded for us here in this gospel, but remember that the other gospels had already been in circulation for many decades and contained a lot of information about what took place in the presence of Caiaphas. And so it must have seemed good to the Apostle John and to the Holy Spirit that we had all of the information that we needed about that particular portion of the trial. In contrast to how John handles the Jewish trial, he gives considerable attention to the Roman trial, and his account of Jesus before Pilate is much more comprehensive. His purpose was to show that Pilate had given evidence of Jesus' innocence and tried very very hard to deliver Jesus from the schemes of his enemy, but only gave Jesus up for crucifixion under threat of extortion from the religious leaders. Uh, The Gospel of John provides us information that is not found in in the other Gospels, such as the portion between verses uh, 33 and 38 that describe Jesus uh, with Pilate. Now, our study today is going to begin at verse 28, but let's read the entire portion that we're going to study today so we'll have a context for our study. We're starting at verse 28. Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? 
Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And after he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. But you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. At the time of Jesus, the Jews were subject to the Romans, and the Romans allowed them a great deal of self-government, but they didn't have the right to carry out a death penalty. Uh, The right of the sword, as it was called, belonged only to the Romans. Now, it is true that sometimes, such as in the case of Stephen, the Jews did take the law into their own hands, but legally they had no right to inflict death upon anyone. And that's why they had to bring Jesus to Pilate, the Roman governor, before he could be crucified. Now, Pilate didn't like Jerusalem. He liked Caesarea, which is on the Mediterranean coast. It has a beautiful beach, a lot like Florida. But during the feasts, he would bring soldiers with him up to Jerusalem in order to keep order, because that was his responsibility. And that's the reason for which he was in Jerusalem at this time. And Pilate's presence in Jerusalem made possible the extremely succinct timeline for the arrest, trial, conviction, and execution of Jesus. Now that brief overview, let's study it verse by verse. Verse 28, Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled but could eat the Passover. The governor's headquarters, or palace, translates the Greek word praetorium, and it was used in New Testament times to describe the residence of the Roman governor, that when the Roman governor came to Jerusalem, this was his place of residence and work, and it was to this place that they brought Jesus. They brought Jesus early in the morning. Now, that phrase translates actually one technical word, in the original language, which refers to the last Roman watch of the night, the watch between 3 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, You remember that Jesus talked about uh, Peter uh, denying him before the cock crowed, and we gathered together last, we found out that could either be a literal cock or it could be the sounding of the Roman trumpets at 3 o'clock in the morning, which would have then been the transition between Jesus standing before Annas and Jesus standing before Caiaphas. And if he spent several hours before Caiaphas, then he would have been taken to Pilate around 6 o'clock in the morning. Now, the typical workday began around this time. Remember that at that time, they didn't have light bulbs and they didn't have televisions. And most people would want to accomplish most of their work prior to the intense heat 
of the Middle Eastern midday sun. And so according to some historians, many Roman officials began their day very early in the morning and they finished their labors by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. A four or five hour day might lead some to conclude that government employees haven't changed much in 2,000 years. Now there was a Jewish law that held that cases involving the death sentence could not be held during the night. And so in order to give some semblance of legality to their trial, the chief priests probably met together the Sanhedrin just after daybreak, and that would have been the second trial that is described in Mark chapter 15. Now, they didn't enter the governor's headquarters, so they would not be defiled. In order to eat the Passover, a Jewish person had to be absolutely, ceremonially clean. And if they'd come into Pilate's headquarters or his residence, they might have incurred uncleanness through uh, several different ways. First, the scribe of law says the dwelling places of Gentiles are unclean. That's why people, Jewish people wouldn't go into Gentile homes. That's why in Acts chapter 10, it took the Holy Spirit and a midday vision to impress upon the apostle Peter that when the invitation came from Cornelius' house, he should go to share the gospel. Cornelius was a Gentile. But there's also a second way that they could be ceremonially unclean, and that is that the Passover is also called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And what would happen in preparation for this feast is they would go through the house and they'd clean out any leaven, because leaven in the Old Testament was a symbol of evil. But a Gentile home would not do such a thing, and so to enter a Gentile home could render someone unclean. Verse 29 So Pilate went outside to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Now this is the first mention of Pilate in the Gospel of John. The author presumes that his readers are going to know who he was, so he doesn't describe him further. He was the governor of Judea between 26 A.D. and 36 or 37 A.D. And there's a a great deal that's known about him, both through biblical as well as extra-biblical sources. Historians have come to know him as morally weak and a vacillating man who, like many of the same breed, uh, tried to hide his flaws under stubbornness and brutality. His style of leadership earned him the loathing of the Jewish people. And when small groups would uh, protest, they were put down with savage ferocity. Now, when when, uh, Pilate asked the question, what accusation do you bring against this man? What he was doing was opening up a formal leading proceedings for a trial. He was opening a trial. Now, the fact that Pilate must have given some sanction to uh, what they were doing by allowing a detachment of troops to join with the the temple police in in, uh, arresting Jesus must have encouraged the religious leaders to think that Pilate was just going to rubber stamp any request that they made. And that's made evident by their answer, because their answer is rather uh, general. They they were in in a difficult position because they really had no charge that would stand up in a Roman court of law against Jesus, and they knew it. And uh, so they were unprepared for this challenge. And uh, they didn't answer Pilate's question directly. They, they took refuge in a generality. They, they called Jesus a criminal. If he wasn't a criminal, we wouldn't have brought him to you. But that was an accusation against his character and not the 
accusation of a specific crime. They were implying that Pilate should just trust them. If, that they wouldn't have brought him if he wasn't guilty of something. But Pilate doesn't want anything to do with this. If there's no offense against Roman law, then it was up to the Jews to take care of the matter themselves. And that's why Pilate says in verse 31, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. And that was their plan right from the very beginning, wasn't it? This is Study Verse by Verse, just a short visit from Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, each day, Monday through Friday, here on this station. And you can join with us in prayer and as a financial supporter by going to the website at highlands.us. You can click on the contact link and let us know that you appreciate this outreach and that you're praying for us. And you can also give safely online. All the details are right there at highlands.us. And this year, the month of December, is a bit different than last year. There are quite a few seasonal activities planned at Church of the Highlands. And if you'll uh, go to that website, you'll see all the details. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. Come back tomorrow as we continue in the book of John and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.